0: Hey guys, it's Chelsea Corinne, and welcome to. I Honestly, I think this is only like episode three of Lipstick and Lattes, the podcast. Uh, we are actually filming this one too, so it's gonna be kind of fun and kind of different. Just chilling, legitimately sitting on my bed. It's quarantine and in sweats, well, pajama pants. Got my Doctor Who sweatpants or pajama pants on and a tie dye sweatshirt. I got some coffee. And it's it's a day, and I filmed a lot of videos today, so uh, we look put together, but this is literally because I filmed uh, a bunch of videos, and I'm trying to be productive during quarantine, but whew, it is, it's rough sometimes. It's been rough to try to stay busy while we're, you know, stuck at home, and I legitimately drove to a food store that was a good, like, 20 minutes away just to get out of the house for a decent amount of time. I drove to a Whole Foods and got to get on the parkway, which was lovely, and waited online, had to wear a mask, and it's definitely a weird new normal. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because I've noticed a lot of people as always, it's social media, are bitching a lot on social media about quarantine and about the rules that are being set by the states. And uh, I live in New Jersey, so we've been seeing some new rules and a whole new normal that people aren't happy with that I I disagree with their complaints. So I wanted to talk about that uh, a little bit today and uh, let's get into it. Hopefully this isn't going to be too, too long. Welcome to Lipstick and Lattes. It's Chelsea Crin, like I said in the beginning, hopefully going to be doing this now every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, I'm feeling weird looking in a camera while talking as a podcast. So I'm look- looking around the room. I'm going to try to stay looking at the camera, but I can't guarantee it because it's just not normal. Uh, usually, you know, when you record a podcast, you don't have to look at anything in particular. And I wish I had like a co-host I could just look past the camera like I'm looking at somebody, but there's there's nobody there. All right. Anyway, so like I said, I wanted to talk about people complaining. And I just wrote an article at ChelseaCorinne.com about people who are complaining about their whatever, what is it called? The parks being closed. I couldn't think of the word. So, parks have been closed in New Jersey throughout the entire state. I live in Ocean County in New Jersey, and ours have been closed for a while now, all of our county parks. But now they close the state parks, and people aren't happy about it. They're saying that's their only form of sanity, that this is now an overreach in the government, and that they, you know, they're not happy about it. And I get it. I'm not exactly thrilled with it. Granted, I haven't been going to any parks since this whole thing began. But, you know, I get it. People want to get outside. Luckily, today, it's very, I'm looking out my window, very, very windy out there. And it's been raining off and on. It's kind of gross and cold. But uh, it's been nicer because it is springtime. And I understand while being stuck in the house, it's a little rough. Now, here's my thing. This is going to get very brutally honest real fast because that's what I do here. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is This is definitely more of a... <sighs> I don't want to say newer generational thing because it's all the generations complaining about it, but this is definitely a modern era issue. And this is, I don't know if this is a world issue or just in the US issue. I don't know how people in Italy had reacted when they closed everything down there, but in America, we like to bitch and I get it. i I bitch a lot too. I'm not not one to judge here. We like to bitch about things and we like to say, oh, well, you can't do that because Insert rights here. I can say whatever I want because insert rights here. And I get that. However, there comes a point and there comes very, very few times in our history in which that doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. I shouldn't say that. That's a bad soundbite. I'm going to keep it in anyway. But when it becomes um, a life or death situation, things have to change. And in this situation, this is a life or death situation, which means Things have to change and people have to change for the time being. It is a minor temporary inconvenience. This is not a permanent situation. It will end and we will get back to normal. However, while people are dying, you have to expect that things are going to change to protect people. That's just the way it is. And I'm getting really annoyed seeing people complain on social media, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. Yet maybe for you personally, Personally, maybe you're one of the lucky ones and you haven't experienced anybody in your family or any friends or anybody close to you getting, you know, diagnosed and getting tested positive for coronavirus, God forbid, then dying from coronavirus. You have no right to speak on this because you have yet to be affected by it. Luckily, and guess why? You might not have been affected by it because you're obeying the freaking rules. Everybody around you is obeying the freaking rules. And that's how it works. Unfortunately, in times of a global pandemic, you can't go to a park. You can't go and go for, you know, run on the beach. You can't do certain things because people are dying. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And complaining about it, hey, isn't going to do a darn thing but also it makes you seem completely um not uh, unempathetic is unempathetic word uh you lack compassion and that's what it's coming across as because you are saying that your personal needs outweigh the severity of a situation And like I said, I don't know if this is a world issue. I don't know if this is just a US issue where people are feeling this way and expressing themselves this way and saying, well, it's not that bad. More people die from the flu. More people die from heart disease. More people die from whatever, insert here. Yes, but however, a lot of those things we have treatments for. Guess what? We haven't come up with a treatment yet or a vaccine for this yet. So they have to contain the issue. Now I said in the beginning, I won't lie. I said, all right, this can't be that bad because when epidemics like this happen in other countries like uh, and then they come over to the U.S. like West Nile, like um, bird flu, swine flu, all of that, it didn't impact the U.S. as bad as it affected the rest of the world. So I thought, when this virus was coming to the U.S., okay, it won't be that bad. It'll be bad in our major cities, maybe. It'll really just uh, affect a smaller group of the population. The death toll won't be as high because this is the U.S. And that's how this is going to work. And that's what I truly believed. And then it came. And then I quickly learned I was wrong. I'm not a medical professional, so how was I to know? And then when you see the impact that it's had, you realize, okay, this is different. This is nothing like I've experienced before. And this has to be treated in a way that's different than we've treated anything else before. And I thought to myself, well, okay, China closed up. And then eventually the the virus went away. Italy and a lot of other European nations decided closing everything. We're not going to, in a a slow progression, but they did the slow progression. Let's close this, this, and this. You got to stay home. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then eventually their numbers went down. And I feel like in the US, we saw this all happen, but we never decided to make that leap right away, which I think was a mistake. I think we should have definitely been like, okay, this is clearly an issue. This is how every other country's handling it. We should handle it the same way. And we didn't. And I think that's an issue. I don't mind it being a state-by-state situation considering our states are as big as some European countries. Um, and it should be a state by state thing because it's affecting the states very differently. However, closing everything up, closing the park, saying, you you know what, even two weeks without the grocery store open. I live in a household of four grown adults and we haven't had to go to the grocery store. We went like two weeks before we had to go again. Close everything for two weeks, including grocery stores, and see what happens. And then make the decision from there on out to slowly reopen things so that we can get back to normal. But without closing things up right away, I feel like we've prolonged the inevitable and there's no light at the end of the tunnel yet, especially since, like I said, I'm from New Jersey. So we are number two in the country. Whew, cheers to that. Um, And because being lucky number two, uh, we're impacted by impacted by a lot. And we're such a small state. We're so densely populated and it's mildly scary to see those numbers. Now, when you go percentage wise, it's not a high percentage of the whole population, but there are still high numbers and there are still people dying that shouldn't be dying. It's, you know, there, we could avoid it if we just practice, what we're being told and we're deciding no we're not going to because that's an overextending of uh government and the government can't do these types of things and tinfoil hats and conspiracy theories and well this is well they're gonna do it now who knows when they're gonna stop it no again people are dying things have to change in order to prevent more people from dying it is that simple. And honestly, the government shouldn't have to tell you to stay home. You should look out your window or not literally your window, but look at the the television and watch the news for even a second because I don't like to watch the news too, too much because yes, it gets too much, but just see the numbers. See, scroll through Facebook and see a friend of yours who lost a dear friend of theirs and think, you know what, let me do the logical thing and stay home. Let me not try to infect anybody else, become infected, anything like that. Let me make the decision myself, but because we're not making that decision, because we've become arrogant about the situation, we're... We have to be told what to do. It's like a kid knowing, okay, yeah, this is what I should be doing, but they have to be yelled at by a parent in order to do the thing that they know they're supposed to do. And that's a point we've reached now where everything has to be closed up because yes, the parks were open, but everybody went to the parks. So they got overcrowded. We just, you know, it's those things. This is why we can't have nice things. One or a couple of people ruin it for the rest of us. And that's what's occurring right now. But yeah, it really bothers me, the arrogance behind people thinking, oh, well, I should be able to do this because it's not affecting me. It is such a selfish decision. It is such a me, me, me situation that has been occurring. That's sad, honestly, that it's so, so sad. And this isn't the first time. And this is something else I wanted to talk about with this is that people are, are in this like, oh, 2020 is the worst year. I mean, we're only in April, so who knows if it could get worse or it could get better. But I mean, I feel like people have done that throughout history. I looked up some random years. In 1968, there was a flu pandemic that killed a million people. That was also the year of the Tet Offensive. It was also the year of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination, Bobby Kennedy's assassination, and North Korea commandeered a U.S. ship and held like 83, 84 uh, military men. Well, I guess it was just then, it was probably just men, but men and women uh, captured, and some of them never to be seen again. And this was post Korean War, and this was the U.S. saying, oh, we were in international waters and waters that was weird to say it that way, uh, international waters increasing. No, but, but you weren't. So that was a pretty bad year. 1968 was pretty rough. Ironically it was also the first time I'm a big formula one fan. That was the first race in, um, Monaco, but, I digress. So there have been bad years. This isn't the worst year in history. I'll guarantee you this isn't even close to the worst year in human history. Um and I think we like to dwell on the negative in today's society. We like to look at this and like, oh man, 2020 is terrible. Temporarily. I mean it's bad, but it could get worse and it could get better. I mean, I always look at things like in my life because during this pandemic I got let go from my job is that okay, how do I handle this? I can feel sorry for myself. I could say, the world sucks and 2020 is the worst and this is so terrible. Or, or I can say, you know what? I'm alive. I'm healthy. I, my family's healthy. They're fine. I can also think to myself, and this is how I do think is that it could always be worse. I don't have it that bad. I have a roof over my head. I have food on the table. That I put on the table for my family because I do all the cooking, um, and you know what? You can always make your situation better. And at the end of the day, does it matter? And that was more referencing to like losing my job. Does it matter? You could probably hear the dogs barking in the background. Um, you know, it, it it does, but could I do something about it? Yeah, and I decided to. While I have this time off and I'm not doing anything work related right now, I'm going to create work for myself and I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do videos. I'm going to focus on my cooking and focus on my website and do something for me and turn what could be a negative into a positive. And I am sometimes... To some people, an annoyingly optimistic person. But if you don't, you cry. And I'd rather not sit and feel sorry for myself or feel sorry for a situation and just be proactive about it and find the silver lining and find a way to make it a better situation. And again, it could always be worse. At the end of the day, if I died tomorrow, would whatever I was upset about matter? Probably not. In a year, does it matter? Probably not. This is also from the girl who... (laughs) this is embarrassing, had her car repossessed once, that happened, but now we're fine. (laughs) I'm not missing any payments anymore. Um, But, you know, I can't, I can't dwell on the negativity and I can't post on social media, oh, this is awful because I've seen a lot of that. Oh, this is just so bad. This is just so terrible and just so much complaining I can't. I just can't do it. I'm not that person. And I feel like the more you complain, the worse you feel. It doesn't make you feel any better, but trying to come up with a positive spin on things make you feel better. The happier you make, you could fake it till you make it. That's that's kind of my motto. Fake it till you make it. I fake my uh happiness into now becoming able to be happy in any even worse situations and I think that's important right now for people to come up with something that makes them happy during this time and not focus on the negative. Otherwise, you're going to go stir crazy at home while you're quarantined. You're going to drive yourself nuts and everybody else nuts in your house while you're quarantined. And you're going to be miserable and fall into a depression. But unless you pick yourself up and say, you know what? I'm going to be in control and I'm going to do this for me so that I can keep my sanity. It's very important. Keeping your own sanity is very, very important. Uh, Sipping coffee, by the way, Uh, (laughs) it's good coffee too, Uh, in my best boss ever, which is ironic because now I am my own boss and um, I really love The Office. And well, I'm binge watching right now. You couldn't see if you're listening, but if you're watching this, I glanced over to the side to where my TV is. I've been binge watching Community because how many times can I binge watch The Office? I digress. Um, But yeah, right now, while we're in quarantine, accept it because it's inevitable and it's important to keep people alive and try to find something that makes you happy during this time and not dwell on the fact that you're upset about it or depressed, or if you've lost your job, take this time to do something for you or take it as a, take a step back for a moment. We're very, very busy all the time, especially in this country. We, we go, go, go. We do not stop and we don't know how to stop. And I think right now is a perfect opportunity, especially with the, when it eventually comes, rolls out the CARE Act, that stimulus package that got sent out or is going to be sent out to say, you know what, let me take this time to just decompress, Be with my family, which I think is really great. You see a lot of people doing stuff with their family that normally, you know, you just go to work, go eat dinner and go to sleep and restart the whole process all over again. We're getting back to being a family again. We're getting back to being uh, quiet and learning how to be quiet and learning how to be just still in our own homes. And I think that's important right now. And I think this is um, the time to recognize that as a, a culture that, you know what? Doesn't always have to be go, go, go. It doesn't always have to be on to the next project and what's next. It can be a time right now to just be still and ride it out and then, when this is all over. See where life leads you. It's very important to take these very few times does life give you these types of opportunities. And I think it's important right now to seize that opportunity. I have, I haven't stopped. So I'm not taking my own advice. I'm go, go, going. But that's because at the end of this, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to take the time that I now have since I'm not working and all this free time to do that. So you could do that too. Take up a hobby, learn knitting, learn how to sew, learn how to cook. It's a lot of fun. But that's about that. I think I rambled enough for you. Uh, of course, let me know what you think. Disagree with me. Agree with me. Hit me up on my social medias. Instagram at ChelseaCurin9. On Twitter at ChelseaCurin9. On Facebook at ChelseaCurin9. On TikTok and Snapchat at Chelsea Corinne. C-O-R-R-I-N-E. com. Also, uh, you can find this lipstick and Lipsticklattes.com, I think. I don't know. But I mean, if you're listening to it, you already know where to find it. You can find it at ChelseaCorinne.com and click on Lipstick and Lattes. Um, on YouTube at ChelseaCorinne, I think that's about it. You can email me, Chelsea.Corinne.Contact at gmail.com. And let's talk about my lipstick and my lattes. Where's my lipstick? Because I got to see what color it is. I am rocking right now. It's Safiya Nygard X Colourpop. And it's the shade Bikini Bottom. And I'm not drinking a latte. I'm drinking coffee. It's got a new coffee maker. It's the Ethiopian blend. I'm not exactly 100% sure on the name. It's the Ethiopian blend. It's from Target. It's Archer Farm brand. The blonde roast is very good. I use my, the single side of my Hamilton Beach coffee maker and um, I do it on bold. So it's nice and strong and it has a cheetah on it, which is part of the reason why I got it because cheetahs are my favorite animals. So that's my lipstick. That's my lattes. Let me know the, your lipstick or latte of choice. I like to try out new things. You can email me or contact me on social media. Like I said, take another sip. Alrighty, and every Friday, 7 PM Eastern Standard Time, this will hopefully be out. Fingers crossed. I, I, I don't I don't guarantee it though. <laughs> Have a great day, guys, and stay happy, stay positive, and stay well during quarantine.